0: I'm Gab. He's Jules. Uh, pretty nasty morning. Great morning I'm in I'm uh, I'm in West London. London. But that's okay because we had a weekend of great football. Uh, we're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into Le Classique. Paris Saint-Germann-Gas Marseille. Nice shirt, by the way. Uh, no, I won't mention the Eagles being 6-0 against the hated Dallas 6-0. Cowboys. Amazing, wow. man. Um, Liverpool and City. What mm. a game. I mean, ratio of goals to excitement. I think, I, I think that's an outlier uh, <laughs> on that one. But obviously, it's one place to start because it is the biggest game in the universe, as they incessantly tell us. I love those numbers about like 700 million viewers, 350 countries and three planets watching. Okay, whatever. Uh, But it is big. Real Madrid and Barcelona. Real Madrid win. We've got Alex Kirkland with us. Um, Alex, I'm just going to start with you. I know that it's it's our tendency in the media to be negative, but I also want to be positive here. I'd start with that with Real Madrid, because it's 14 games played this season, 12 wins, two draws. One of them was that Shakhtar Donetsk game in in midweek where they left half the team out. The other one was the one where Benzema decided he was going to miss penalties against Osasuna again. Uh, this This is pretty remarkable for a team that did not sign Kylian Mbappe. And I thought their game plan worked perfectly against Barcelona.
1: I thought they were very, very impressive against Barcelona. It really felt to me like they kept Barca at arm's length in this game. And it felt like Madrid knew exactly what they were doing. They were solid in defence and they knew when to take their chances. When the opportunities came, boom, Benzema gets the first goal. Another chance, boom, Valverde gets the second. And to be honest at Tuno in the first half, it felt like pretty much game over to me. Yes, Barca rallied. In the second half, yes, they pulled a goal back right at the end. But I never felt like Madrid's lead was was in danger. And yet, I agree they've basically carried on this season. It just seems like a c- continuation of of last season when they won the, the double. They've they've carried on doing pretty much the same thing they were doing last year. And I just thought they looked like a, right. a more mature team, a more confident team, a team that knew th- what they were doing. And Barca looked like they're still really a, a well, 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 we'll,
0: well. We'll get to Barca in a minute, but first, jules I want to just get you quickly uh, at two 0 you said the, the game felt like it was over. I agree with Alex. I, I felt the same way. If we want to find fault with Madrid, <laughs> should we find fault by suggesting that they let Barca back into the game a little bit? Yeah, maybe. I, we've always said that, don't we, that they control very well the moment when they're strong, the strong
2: moments for them, and then the weaker moments, they usually ride that way quite well. But this time, it felt that they just invited the pressure a little bit too much because there's maybe a penalty on Lewandowski that could have been given from Carvajal that... I, that it could be debatable, and then there's obviously the goal uh, that they score late, and then it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a tense last few minutes in the
0: game where they should have been, it should have All been. Right. Well, you mentioned that we're going to talk about it more about some of the officiating decisions. Laporta not, happy. not oh, happy. We'll get into that later, but um, if I'm Xavi, do I can I tell myself, look, we weren't that bad. Um, if Lewandowski takes his chance early on. It's a different story. If we don't give up the early goal, we always knew it was going to be tough. If, if I'm Xavi and I tell myself that, am I deluding myself? Because he didn't say that. He actually said the opposite. He said we need to do a lot better.
1: I mean, the Lewandowski chance was the, was the one. I, I think it looked... I think it was a slightly, slightly more difficult than maybe it looked initially. He was stretching, he was there at the far post. Still though, it's Lewandowski. You'd expect him to score. And if he had, maybe things would have been different. But no, I think to focus too much, too much on that, I think would be a little bit misleading. I, I think Madrid's were just vastly superior right the way through. Yes, maybe they could have gone on and, and pushed and gone for more goals, but that's not really this Real Madrid team's style. It's not really what, what Ancelotti's Looking for, I, I think he's a little bit more conservative with this Real Madrid team, and I think I think they backed themselves to defend. I think a two nil lead is absolutely fine. They believe that they can they can hold on to that right the way through, and, and they pretty much did until the very end when. When Fran scored. So I just don't think this is really a Real Madrid team that's going to uh, push on and tune it up and go for more and more goals. It's not their style. Right,
0: let's turn it back to, to, to Barca, though, because this is, remember, we said we we're going to praise Real Madrid and then we're going to go put the boot into Barca here, which is what I wanted you to do instead. You keep talking about Real Madrid. So I'm going to get <laughs> Jules. I'm going to bring in the goon. Uh, we're going to spend some time talking about all yeah. the mistakes he made, but what were the biggest ones that you saw wrong with uh, Barcelona?
2: I mean, I think he got his starting 11 wrong. It's to start with, it's as simple as that. I cannot comprehend how you can think that Sergio Roberto can defend on Vinicius Jr. with no help whatsoever because he didn't get much help. What do you
0: do, move Koundé to right back
2: and play De Jong as a centre-back? I center would back? even play at right back, even if he's left-footed. Because right. on, in possession, your full backs you don't use them anymore. It's all about right. your wingers, which, again, I don't understand either. But at least put someone on okay. Vinicius' right, size that and matches then- space. And then Sergi Busquets, I mean, come on, Busquets. Individual errors. Busque, can't, you can't play him anymore in those yeah. game of games. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't I, I, play him I, like that. He moves like a turtle. <laughs> He's like, he doesn't even, what used to make him so good, he can't even do anymore. I'm sorry, uh, but it's the time now. All
0: right, I, I would, I'm going to add to that. I need to see Ansu Fati sooner. He can't be the fourth guy off the bench. I, agree um, I want to continue looking at Barcelona and their situation. But before we do that, Jules... We're contractually obligated. Jules, tell me, who scored the opening goal for Real Madrid? Kareem the Dream! There Get you in! Go. There you go. That's done. Get That's done. We got in. that out of the way. What? All right. Um, Alex, Jules made the point earlier, comparing where these teams are compared to where they met last year when, when, when Barcelona trounced them 4-0. Um, obviously, it's a different situation, that was the game that Modric played mm. as centre-forward, theoretic like centre-forward, yeah. whatever Something whatever like he's that. doing. Um, in terms of tactically how the pieces actually fit together, I don't fully... I don't understand why they are so predictable. I know people can pick on the defenders and it's easy to play if the defenders are good. But I, I'm not feeling these wingers. I, I, I don't get that. It's not just... For me, it's not so much a problem that they, they play via the wingers all the time. It's just that I'm not sure these wingers are quite that good to justify that. And B, they do the same thing over and over again. Mm. They're predictable wingers. They don't vary it. They, yeah. they, they don't do the cutback waiting for the runner from midfield, for example.
1: I got the feeling yesterday that Lewandowski was was isolated and, and a little bit frustrated at times, actually, with Dembele and, and Rafinha. I decided, him. I thought Rafinha was quiet. I thought, I mean, Dembele has always been a, a kind of a, a moments player, an inconsistent player can do brilliant things or, or can can get things really wrong. And I just thought, he, I don't know, I just didn't think he was, I thought I just thought he was really disappointing. And like I say, Lewandowski was up there on his own. I, I feel like to really get the best out of him, he needs, yeah, he needs players closer to him. And you mentioned Antu Fati who, who came on and was, was brilliant for the, uh, for the Barca goal. Maybe he's a player who's going to associate a bit more with Lewandowski than someone like... Dembele, for, for, for example, I, I, it, was a, yeah, it was a bit kind of predictable, it was a bit slow, it felt like um, Barca had lots of the ball but didn't do very much with it. And like I say, Madrid were just willing to sit back and, and wait for their chance.
0: He always brings it back to Madrid, doesn't no, he? No, 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 but um, he's right. I, I just but, don't, but explain Ansu to me.
1: Explain.
2: There,
0: there's a fitness issue, gap. They can, they, it can. It
2: can't be anything else. It, it must, well, it, he, has some, he has some medical condition. You can't play more, than 20, can't minutes, play more than 20, 25 right for a game, minutes maybe
0: right in a game with that kind of intensity. Otherwise... Right, I'm I'm, I'm going to put this out there, right? If you are a doctor of any kind, please reach out to me on social media and tell me what this condition is called, the one which stops you from playing well, no, more than 20. come up because
2: not, Maybe they, 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 they're cautious because of all the injury record that he's had in the last two years. I don't know. They what is he, be, is he
0: build up his muscle mass? What, what does he I have to know, do? I don't know,
2: but maybe our training is not very good either. I don't know, but there must be a reason well, why. Well, let's ask Alex since he's there. Alex, they're, when you look, ask them that, what do they say?
1: There must be something there because Chavi isn't picking him and Luis Enrique isn't picking him for Spain either. So th- those, when, th- those when you ask these people together, the question, right? Their, when, you go,
0: when you go, Xavi, ¿por qué? Ese es bueno. El otro es malo. Can you, when you explain it to him or say it in catalán, bueno, however you say it. I, I mean, I don't does have say?
1: kind of access to Xavi. No, not you, but these right. people give
0: press conferences. There must be people asking why does the most technically gifted non-Polish player on this Barcelona team, why is he still on the bench when he's been back in training for months and months?
1: You're right, he's been back in training for a long time, but I think he still doesn't have the the sharpness that, that you need okay. to and Again, you're telling me what you think, and I start appreciate start that. Start
0: but, but why is it, is Xavi, as in nobody in the entire Spanish media has thought to ask Xavi or Luis Enrique this question. No. I haven't heard an answer,
1: but... I mean, Luis Enrique was asked and said directly, he's not at his level. He's not at the level that he needs to be at.
0: At the physical level or at Simple the performance level?
1: Um, no, performance level.
0: But then I, for yeah, the okay, man who okay, picks Luis who no, picks Eric so Garcia, you bring, then. you
2: bring him on wide, yeah, to play wide in a game like this. Maybe, maybe, Chavi's mindset is to have two pure wingers to play wide, so Dembele, Rafinha, whoever you want as a winger. And Fati doesn't really fit that profile yeah. because he's not a typical winger like Dembele or Rafinha, but right? he's
0: better than them.
2: I know, but can, then we can, go back to- At least to, you have more variety. But we go back to the style of play and the tactics from Xavi who, basically, Xavi as a player has two huge influences, right? The first one is the Dutch influence with with when, when Van Gaal was the manager there, right? With two proper winger. And the other one is Pep, right? Right now, I'm- flabbergasted to see that he kind of prepare, prefer the very Dutch approach of like, let's play with two wingers. Everything literally goes through them. Everything to the point that don't, you hardly use your fullbacks instead of
0: trying to just build it, up a bit more your play. It, it is weird. It is, you're right. You're 100% right, Jules. This is the value add, Jules, you bring because you've got this historical perspective. It's just uh, I don't get it. This is, this is a throwback. to to another era of playing. What's more, what I think makes it worse with these wingers is they do the same thing. They don't... You know, there's different ways. We we saw a little bit when we praised Dembele in in the Champions League. When the ball's out to Rafinha's side, he comes into the box and he he kind of you know acts as like a second striker. Okay, that's one variant. But when he's not doing that, they don't look for cutbacks for runners from midfield. They have Kessie who who's really good at, at actually that, making those runs into the box and, and finishing. Okay, you don't want him to do it. Gavi, I'm sure, can do it. Pedri, we've seen him do Definitely. it. But it just doesn't happen. And there's also no variance. And I think one of you guys touched on this before, I think when we were off air. With Lewandowski, I get it. He's phenomenal. How about once in a while, you have him hold the ball up, and you ask him to play back to goal a little bit. I know. Right? And, and, and I'm sure Levin, it's not like Lewandowski doesn't do it because he can't do it, doesn't want to do it. He's not asked to do it. I know. Before Alex, before Alex answers, for me, the, the best
2: Barca we've seen this season is that first half in Munich against Bayern. And this is a half where they didn't play as much on wingers when Pedri was so good. Remember, Alex, that game where it, mm. it, they could easily have been 3-0 up at half time, Because finally, centrally, because I think Bayern, maybe we're waiting for them wide. Centrally, that's when they combine well. So they can't even do it. But it seems like the, the instructions from Xavi is like, give the ball to Rafinha and Dembele, and then they're going to do something. Like we mentioned yeah. for the Inter Milan game, the first leg the San Siro, where they had like a thousand crosses for no end product.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I, Alex, what's your take on this? Is he, is he getting any stick on this?
1: I think not playing Gabby was a weird one. And that, that's a decision that's been that's been picked up on here. I understand the desire to bring in Frankie De Jong. Maybe he's a player who can carry the ball forward. But I think in a game like this, you want Gabby. You want Gabby for the kind of the competitive edge that he brings, the way that he's got snapping into into tackles. And I I felt like his energy, Gabby's energy, I thought was really, really lacking. Right.
0: I I wanna ask about the officiating if we have anything to say here, because you know, the reports that Laporta, before the game, had lunch with Florentino Perez. Obviously, they came out singing from the uh, Super League uh, yeah. song sheet, which is fine. It's what you expect. Um, but then afterwards, there were reports that he tried to go see the referee. He's, it's funny because, you know, he's talking Super League on the one hand. On the other hand, he's copying your buddy Nasser al Khalifi, right? <laughs> Let me go and shout at the referee after the game because that's going to change the result. What do we know about that, Alex?
1: I mean, this feels to me like a bit of an attempt at deflection, to, to be honest. I, I, I think it's helpful for Laporta to be seen as, look, I'm standing up for the club, I'm storming into the referee's room right. to, to remonstrate over the decisions. And I think it's it's useful to distract a bit from what happened on the pitch, which was that Madrid were uh, were, were the well, better team. So I think it's useful for Laporta and maybe it's useful for Barca. But to be honest, looking at the, the, the decisions in the game overall, I didn't, I didn't see an awful lot wrong, to, to okay. be honest. I know the penalty, right? The what? penalty shout.
0: Yeah, is is that, that that's the main thing, right? Eric Garcia. I and I, Rodrigo. I'm not sure what else. The fact that that wasn't looked at and the fact yeah. that the Rodrigo one was given. But I mean, I, I don't know. I,
1: I don't think they've got right. too much
0: to go. I, are they clear again. on the fact that I have, sorry, I have to put my VAR hat thing? Is like when people say it wasn't looked at. No, everything gets looked at. It just yeah. didn't call for an on field yeah. review on the pitch. I don't know if there's reached that exactly. level of sophistication there. <laughs> um, I want to, on, on the Rodrigo point, and again, I've been trying to be kind to Barcelona's defender and, and I've just said, all right, said my views on Eric Garcia. I'm not going to bring him up again. But now I kind of have to because that penalty, uh, whether you believe it was a penalty or not, and obviously the referee didn't call it in real time and then the AR did. I'm, I'm assuming we all think it was a penalty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even if he had won the ball, that's not how you defend. No. I don't understand where did this person learn to defend as a centre-back.
2: But the worst, the worst is, and I almost tweeted it and I thought, okay, people are going to say that I'm too mean with him. On the second goal, on the Valverde goal, the ball is on the right-hand side for, for, I think maybe Carvajal. And he plays the ball a bit bit nowhere. And Garcia, so flicks it when he doesn't need to because Kunde is where you are and I'm Garcia. And the ball comes from here. And instead of just leaving the ball to Kunde, then he kind of tried to go with his head. If, Flicks, it touches it, goes right. over Kunde's head. Then Madrid get the ball back when they should not have not been nowhere okay. near the ball. Can we can we give him but the benefit that, of the
0: doubt that after, maybe Jules Kunde did didn't didn't call for the ball? No, nah.
2: but after that, there's still a few passage of play, so it's not just that mistake that no, led no. straight to the goal. But still,
0: but come on, Eric Garcia. I mean, I, is he as much of a mystery to people in Spain as he is to me?
1: Yeah, I think the perception is that he's not a very good defender. That he's a very good footballer, great playing out from the from the back. Not a very good defender, but still keeps getting picked for Barca, keeps getting picked for for Spain as well because they mm-hmm. prioritise, I guess, that ability with the ball over being able to do fairly right. basic defending.
0: Okay, but this is this is what I don't get, right? If you get a guy who's Smurf size and not particularly fast, yeah. Yeah, he can play the ball, but this is Spain. Like, every big lump can play. Why don't you put Raul Albiol back there? He can play the ball, and he's tall, and he's strong, and he can read the game and read situations. He doesn't run anymore, also, because I think he's 40 years old, but he'll certainly give you more than... Is he 40? He's got to be close There's to injuries that. as well. Not quite.
2: I think if Araujo is fit, he plays with Kunde, and we never see every Garcia in a game of this caliber. This
0: is again. This goes back to my problem with the way this team was built, with all the money that was spent. Right, you pull all those levers to become super competitive, and you're still you have Bayerin as your right back, or Sergio Roberto, who's not a right back, and your first option off the bench. Even in your hypothetical world where Kunde and Araujo are fit and play every game, your first option off the bench is either Christensen and. I think his issues are well documented. Yeah. Not his fault, perhaps, but whatever. Yeah. And and Eric Garcia, or Pique. Yeah, I, There's no escaping this, right, Alex? Am, am I wrong here?
1: I think you look at the recruitment over the summer as a whole, and it feels quite kind of scattershot. Like, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Matteo Aleman is the man theoretically in charge of... the the, the football aspect of uh, Barca and he has a very good reputation and knows what he's doing but I mean how many of these signings so far have been unqualified successes I don't think I was going to argue with with Lewandowski but otherwise pretty much ever since this Barca regime came in you look at all the players they've brought in someone like Ferran Torres is another example they have spent a lot of money and I think the jury is is out on how much of that money has been, has been wisely spent. And for a club that really needs to spend wisely because they don't have the money, that's, that's not ideal. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, let's move it to Real Madrid, back to Real Madrid, because, you know, it's easier to speak negatively about yeah. people. But I think we need to, you know, we, we, we mentioned the midfield before, and mm-hmm. Vinicius was great. I thought Rodrigo also was very effective when he came on, but ran himself top into the Top three in ground, the world, like
2: right? Tony Cruz says about Valverde. Verde.
0: Top three what? Uruguayan midfielders? No, midfielders, three players, yeah.
2: What so midfielders? I think he probably meant more midfielders than three players, yeah. I think it is, he's exactly. playing unbelievable. That's
0: for sure. But definitely top three Uruguayan midfielders <laughs> who play for Madrid. No, sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I want to play Straw Many because oh, yes, you know, you're playing in this midfield, you're playing against people who, in theory, can zip the ball around left, right, and center. You have to do that thing that we we used that Spanish term bascular before, which doesn't seem to exist in English, but you, you called you said shuffle. Maybe, yeah. Because they always play through the wings, you've got a midfield trio which always has to slide across and help, right? Two of those three guys, one of them is 37, the other one is Crows, who's you know not never, been never been the most athletic yeah, yeah. guy, and is also in his thirties. So the way those three worked, and the way Chuameni especially, who you know is gonna be the energy guy out of those three. Yeah. I thought it was exceptional
2: Jules. Fantastic for a first Classico. Again, let's, let's remind everyone that he's just been there a, f- f- a few months, really. A, a, game, a game of this caliber, even if that was at the Bernabeu, which I think helps, uh, you know, to not be too nervous and in a team that is so high on confidence. It's incredible for someone who's only 22 years old. And again, if you remember his first game against Almeria, away when it was very shaky for him and Camavinga. Yeah. And he... he yeah. kind of came off early. For him to then have sw- almost switched his mind to become this incredible player in, in such a key part of that team, I think he's a big credit for him. He will start the World Cup now for France because N'Golo Kante is out. Uh, so he's going to have a, an even bigger end of the year than, than, than the last few months. But so much maturity, so much intelligence, on top of the very good qualities as a footballer that he has. But for me, it's the maturity that he showed in a game like that that made the difference
0: for Real Madrid. All right, Alex, final question to you. In fact, you can both answer this. Like, Let's play hypothetical role-play game. Uh, if Mbappe had made a different decision back in the summer, would Real Madrid... Be, obviously in the long term we assume they'd be better. Such a bad question. Why?
2: Well, so it's unpleasant for you, well, isn't no, it? So what? Is Casemiro still there? Is he left as well? Why is Chouameni has come a, as well?
0: Well, Chouameni would have come anyway, right? We're well, making, I don't know. We're no, making, well, how do you know? How do we know? Okay. All right. Well, let's ask Alex. He's in Madrid. Alex, had they signed Mbappe, would they have been like, oh, there's no more money. Oh, let's not, let's not bring in Chouameni. Well, come what was on, your Matt? question?
2: Would, would things be better now? Than yeah. I think are? in the long
0: term they'd be better. In the short term... Do we think that the impact, moving Vinicius or whatever, the reason I say this is because I'm still convinced that one day Mbappe will rock up there. Yeah, so I agree with you. Um, What do you think? Nobody will hold you well, to it if you get it wrong. Yeah, and it's a bad question, so
2: don't worry about it. Like...
1: But this was the weird thing about the whole Mbappe saga, wasn't it? It was that it went on for so long and he was the number one, the only player that, that Florentino Perez wanted to bring in. And yet you look to that Real Madrid team at that point... And the one position they did not need to reinforce was the left-hand side of the attack, because Vinicius was the most exciting player in young player in that position anywhere. That was always just the strange thing about, about the whole thing, was that it was going to cause on-the-pitch problems in terms of what you do. Now, of course, they, they would have found a way around it. I'm sure they could have switched it around and found a way to, to make it work. But it wasn't a problem that needed to be solved. And I think that... It, okay. in, in, it's, it's worked out it's worked out pretty well so far it looks so, so good but he just keeps getting better he's carried on this year at least as good maybe even better than he was last year and that 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 development and that progression would have been disrupted to some extent if he was switched over to the to the right hand side or or whatever on the I, too many I, point I think the fact that they were of course in talks for that deal before the Mbappe decision yeah. but the fact that they came out and did it the following week, pretty much, I think it was, yeah. was very much a let's make a big noisy signing to, to make people forget a bit about Mbappe. For sure, there was
2: that. A Benzema and Mbappe partnership is always the best, anyway. Well, that's what that's what
0: I think. I think yeah. when Florentino goes home oh, and he's like drawing in the back of envelope, he's drawing a lineup. Had Mbappe signed, it would have been Mbappe with Benzema uh, up front. Vinicius wide on one side, Valverde wide yeah, on the other. Maybe Casemiro stays with Chormeni. Maybe, may, maybe it's some combination of those two. Yeah. And then you tell for a um, That would have been great. That would have been something. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjules, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjules. All right, enough Classico. Let's talk about the game that was basically the Premier League's classic of the last couple yeah. of years, maybe still is Liverpool and Manchester City. going into this game, uh, everything said city. and uh, Liverpool had a ton of injuries, a ton of absences. There was a well-rested Erling Holland, you know, Pep Guardiola, plugging him into the charger that he keeps at the Etihad. Yeah. Head, head. I know it's a joke I made before, but i still I still like the joke <laughs> um, And Liverpool emerges victors after. A phenomenal game. I mean, leaving yeah. aside, even if Liverpool had lost that game somehow, 2-0 or whatever, the way these two teams played, I thought it was incredibly entertaining. Not many goals, obviously yeah. just, just, just the one goal. Um, I thought this is the kind of thing that you can really, really get a boost if you're Liverpool. Completely, yeah.
2: Although we thought before that maybe they already kick-started the season after the win against Newcastle in the last minute, or after the win against Ajax. And they had not really, but this is different because it's City, because it's, because it's Liverpool's Liverpool best performance of the season for me in terms of how you defend it as a team, how you defend it together, your intensity, the way you press, the way you set up, everything that you could have done, the way you defended on Haaland, De Bruyne, all of that. Maybe you're held by Pep's strange setup and strange ideas again, and I think he, overth- he, over- he overthought it again. But it doesn't matter. In Liverpool, you can only think about what you can do well, and certainly with the defense with Milner, Gomez, Van yeah. Dijk, and and, and 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 Robo to
0: defend like that was really remarkable. It was for me they were outstanding from start to finish. He made some club made some huge calls in this, the kind that kind of blow up in your face. Milner at right back, I saw, yeah. uh, and with that Gomez in the middle. When after the the, the kind of horrible games Gomez has had. Um, Henderson, you know, you mean best game of the season, and Henderson's on the bench, right? Yeah, Uh, Trent. uh, I kind of welcome that. Yeah, (laughs) I know you were going to see a link between the two. Um, It worked out. Now it worked out again. I'm talking in terms of performance, right? You can come up and you can bring up the referee and whatever else, Um, but I'm just talking in terms of performance, right? And they could have lost and it still would have mattered. On the refereeing point, I think two big talking points. Is it one is. The situation when Jurgen Klopp got sent off, he apologized it for afterwards. It is pretty unbecoming, whatever heat of the moment. But the goal, they well, I, I, I want to yeah. deal with sending off first. Sorry, yeah. How do you not see a Bernardo Silva grabbing his shirt? I don't understand the linesman.
2: And I get all this, the linesman's like, right there. I get that the theme was clearly let 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 the game play, let let the right. game play. Don't blow anything. I think they gave 17 fouls. That should have been the 18th one because this is this is flagrant, as we say, you know, in basketball, this
0: is just like, it's not on. And if you don't give that, the other one, obviously, was the one that wasn't given and then was given on VAR and which really annoyed Pep Guardiola. And that was the one which led to the goal being, uh, Phil Foden's goal being struck off. It was Holland on Fabinho. How do you see that?
2: But you can't, again, I I, I can understand what what Guardiola is saying. If at the start of the game, you said to the two managers... I'm not going to give fouls. Just I'm going to let the flow of the sure. game go. I'm not going to give anything, really. And you don't give the Bernardo on Salah either. You can't, you can't give the Haaland and Fabinho. You, you just don't give it. I, I think the
0: thing with this one was... But it's a foul. It's a foul, 100%. There is a grab of the shirt. Yeah, right? yeah. There's definitely foul. a grab of the shirt from, from Haaland. So if I'm the VAR, I'd say, look, Anthony Taylor can say he wants a referee one way. I'm just going to point out to him, and because he might not have seen it, that it's not just Holland jostling, but yeah. he grabs his shirt. And then it's over to you, Anthony, right? Yeah. So I'm going to absolve the VAR in this situation. He did his job. He's pointing it yeah, out. Yeah, no, and he's then not, if yeah, Anthony thought, Taylor wants yeah, yeah. to... I do have some sympathy with, with Pep. I mean, my view, it is a foul. I don't even think that there were that many situations. I, I know, obviously, he let it run. He didn't call ticky-tacky stuff. But I don't think there were that many situations where it was like, oh, that was definitely wrong. This one, I don't know. I I can see why Pep is annoyed. Yeah,
2: I can see. Although I, they would have given the foul from on on Allison by Haaland. I did not give him the the shirt pull too. So that's what they said. And again, I actually
0: GMO would always say that. I guess of to, course. But I also thought that that would have been wrong. Yeah, too. because I, I don't think that was a foul by Haaland on, no. uh, on 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 Allison. Um, where does this leave City? Because you mentioned. You mentioned, you touched upon it. Was it an overthinking and did it cost them? I think it cost them.
2: I have to say, I didn't really understand. I think the back three, they've played it before. Um, I just, just quickly, you see James Milner as right back. I cannot believe that you don't put Cancelo and Foden on Elliott and Milner's side and put pressure and play almost everything on that left-hand side. If you Pep Guardiola and you see the weakness in that Liverpool team, it's there. It's Elliot, who's very good, but young. Right. This is the first uh, game of this caliber that he starts. And then James Milner, who is good, but who's old and doesn't play right back yeah. anymore. And you can put Foden and Cancelo on that side and even bring, if you want, a Gundo and a bit higher up to have that triangle I, on the left hand side. They missed a big chance for me
0: there by overthinking I almost it felt there. it was like, kind of like a double deception thing for him. And that would have been the obvious thing to do, but we do have to give a shout out to Harvey Elliott. I oh, thought yeah. he played two Amazing. positions in that Best game. Best player in the game. He was me. phenomenal. Yeah. I've often taken the line on the overthinking thing. That what we call overthinking is you try to get an edge on your opponent. Yeah. And when we, I don't know what the XG was for this game. Um, obviously, we saw chances. There were, there were many more chances than than, than goals. Some clear-cut ones, up yeah. the the Jota header, Salah in the first half oh. when when Ederson made that save. When I think you tweeted that he should have yeah, squared 100%. it. Hundred percent. Hindsight, twenty twenty. But also, you know, you had you had Holland's headers. You had the big save from from, from Allison. You had the disallowed goal. Um, I don't have such a big problem with the way he set up, other than perhaps targeting Milner more, which yeah. would have been pretty pretty obvious. Um, but I thought he got a good performance from his team, and he's away from home, and it's Anfield, and it's a wounded Liverpool, but a Liverpool who were on top of their game.
2: Yeah, I mean, not being too I, kind to Pep. I think a little bit. I think Cancelo is always far more effective on the left-hand side than on the right-hand side anyway. Uh,
0: so what, you play a Kanji right-back?
2: Yeah, I mean, but you already have a hybrid defense anyway. So it could have been a back three with Cancelo super high on the left, for example. So I would not have changed, for example. I, I would not have had really Cancelo and Foden as wing-backs. And just the, the, the usual, the, like, the very like, uh, normal back three, if you want. But I just think Cancelo on the right hand side is not the same as on the left hand side at all, and I think we we haven't we haven't seen Cancelo really creating as much from the right than yeah. he does on the left. Well, and he, I think and then I think the brain suffers from the Cancelo position as well onto the right the, the the right half spaces and City haven't used the half spaces well yesterday. You no, know, they haven't.
0: And what you also missed with Cancelo, not to go on about it, but I think again, I think we both agree on Cancelo the he is, I, I think he's one of City's best players uh, when he's on song and used in the right way. Attacking wise, what yeah. he brings, yeah, on the ball, what he brings when he comes inside and starts to play make. But then he found himself coming inside into an area which I thought was congested by Bernardo Silva's position mm-hmm. as well. Now, again, not wrong to play the box, not wrong to bring Bernardo Silva there, but you know, decisions have consequences, right? There's always uh, there's always a counter effect. You got to choose the best one. Um I thought that affected him. I think very specifically, obviously, isolate the incident, the goal with with Mosala. He apologized afterwards. Yeah. He tried to be aggressive defensively and to use NFL parlance. He he jumped the passing route, right? He yeah. he, he tried to go in front of him and didn't get the ball. Maybe I'm thinking too Italian, too conservative, but you're up against Salah. The ball's coming. Rather than gambling, just drop off him. You're quick enough. You're not quicker than Salah. You're quick enough to jockey him. Wait, drive him wide. Wait for help to come. Make Salah beat you and dribble, and then beat him. You know, because there were other players who were, yeah, who were yeah. recovering. Um, is that would have been the, the, yeah. the safe
2: thing to do? I mean, I would. I go even more than than you. I was always told playing that you should not leave anybody one v one when you have a corner or a free kick like that, by the way, terrible free kick from De Bruyne. I know Cancelo is getting all the stick. There's no way Kevin De Bruyne of his quality. Takes, takes that free kick yep. straight into Alisson's end, and then Alisson gives the ball towards Salah. But I was always told, always leave two v one. So two, defend, two players of your team who are, don't have to be defenders, but against the one player from the other team that stays up in case there's a counter attack. Well, but as it's we've won, often, as
0: most people know French football but is the other more even defensive Cancelo, version than Italian what, football. So.
2: Is Cancelo better used for you to be there with Salah or being on the edge of the box, for example, in case the ball comes back out and he can volley or recycle the ball or do something? Why yeah. is it him that stays with Salah? It makes no sense whatsoever.
0: No, that doesn't, that doesn't quite follow with me. I mean, I guess you'd have to look at the other options were they in the box to to try to use their their, their size or their, their presence, and then you make a trade off. But uh no, I I I I'm with you on that one. Don't know what I would say a little bit too was also that script right? Goalkeeper gets it, boom, hail yeah. Mary over the top. Obviously, I always wonder. You know, do people watch Champions League games not involving their team. We saw Andre Onana do it yeah. for Inter against Barcelona very effectively. Diogo Costa in a way for Porto oh, against. Yeah, we saw you with with a Galeano goal. Yeah, and um, didn't we see Ederson also do this? Was it last season or the year before to Raheem Sterling?
2: He did it to, he did it against PSG in the semifinal with Raheem Sterling, right? Uh, oh, maybe Mahrez, or maybe Mares, or maybe it right. was Zinchenko for, and then Mares
0: scored or something like that. But yeah. Hey.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what.
0: So this is not something that's it's no. quick thinking from Allison, but it it's not great. something unfamiliar. Something oh, no. To City no, themselves no.
2: But clearly one of the themes for Liverpool was that Salah was the, the highest player yeah. all the time. And we saw on the chance that he misses that he should have square for for Shota. If you look at the, the heat maps and the average position, he's the one higher up. And Femino, Elliot, and Jota emerged behind him, and they did all the recovery work. I think between them three, they recovered 17 or 18 balls. Salah didn't have to do any defending. He just had to stay up there. They play over the top, and they play behind the city line, and then he had to go for it, and it finally worked. But if you play more centrally like that, it was always going to be more effective, especially with the incredible game that Elliot had on that right hand side. That, that suits Salah perfectly well.
0: I want to bring it back to Holland because he's fully well rested i don't think he had a bad game in terms of getting into positions and shooting i think i think he had what five shots on goal six, shot, six, yeah, six shots six on shot. goal um obviously one was was that great save from uh, um from allison and the, the one which he kind of scuffed but he had the headers and i was always fascinated by this remember when we did like our list of size yeah uh, the greatest young players we had tor christian carlson of course is norwegian like erling holland he I think he angered Holland by putting him at, in sixth place at the time. Yeah, But, um, but he said, you know, oh, he, he can improve his heading. I think Holland has said he can improve his yeah, heading. Yeah. I think this is evidence that he can improve his heading. Now, you could say he did well to be in those. He did great to be in those positions. I agree. And I'm not saying they're easy headers, but can you imagine if he becomes a great header of and the know. ball as well?
2: Yeah, I know. And I think we looked, he, so he, he got 39 touches, the six shot, his actually on his own, just him, not the City team, just him, is 0.49, so it's 0.5. So he should, <laughs> he should have done better, really, because he doesn't even test Allison on the, on the headers, which is where I would rather him to try hit the top corner instead of hitting the ball at Allison with power because he could not judge the ball p- properly or he didn't want to take the risk of trying something a bit more difficult, maybe. But... Uh,
0: Honestly, this is something where if he masters this, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 about it's just about game over, yeah, right? Pretty, um, much. pretty much. Talking about some of, the, uh, some of the ugliness in this, Liverpool have opened an investigation. That, you know, People were throwing missiles or coins at, at Pep Guardiola. I got to say, Pep, when, when he was angry about the goal, I mean, look, both managers are passionate, and we want to see that when you yeah. accept it. Um, Klopp got himself sent off unnecessary and was always going to be sent off. I thought it was quite disrespectful to the referee, which is also why he um I think he apologized for that afterwards. Pep as well after the disallowed goal when okay, I'm fine with you getting angry, then the fans go and mock you because the call goes against you, you know, not his first rodeo. Yeah. Going and like throwing your hands yeah, in the air like that. Wind up a bit, yeah. Wind up the crowd. I think he could have avoided that. Um there's also some ugly songs about mm-hmm. Hillsborough, which sadly we have to cite. Um, and again, I just I, I don't want to digress on this, but I just have to say this: like this could have been you if you were a match going yeah, fan. Yeah, this could have been you. So exactly. just please think about that, right? Um, and then there was a little bit of pregame tension, stoked by Jurgen Klopp <laughs> when he talked about his ceiling yeah. versus Manchester City's ceiling yeah, in terms of three,
2: three clubs. You can do what they want. He said, "Yeah, I have no ceilings."
0: Um, is he he kind it of before, playing to the gallery on that one a little bit?
2: He said, oh, you asked me the question, I'm going to give the answer, but you all know the answer, we all know the answer, we, we do. I guess he could have maybe be a bit more p- political in the way he answered, but then why, why when everybody knows this is true, PSG, Newcastle, and City, more than anybody else? I'm not saying that there's no <laughs> other club right. who can spend millions and billions as well, I'm just saying them three... I, because of the way they own,s are a bit different than the
0: others. What I would about, there's no question they're not just a bit different; they're a lot different. What What I would say though is that if you're going to go down this route and make this point, um, it is a complex argument. Yeah, yeah. And inevitably, you get the two shoutiest people in the corner on one side, people saying, "Oh no, it's just a normal investment fund," blah blah blah. on, on the one hand, and on the other, say like, "Oh, they're all cheating," right? Hmm. I think. There are ways, one very obvious way is liquidity, right? It's it's just simply having cash on hand. Not that you can outspend the other person, but that you can move quickly with cash and you don't have to liquidate other assets to do it. Um, That, to me, is a pretty obvious one. The other obvious one is that when it comes to sovereign wealth funds, um, you know, let's face it, these three countries that he's talking about, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and and the Emirates and Abu Dhabi, These aren't democracies with oversight. So while it is the people's money, you don't necessarily have that internal debate. Whereas when Fenway spend money, yeah, it's mostly um, John Henry's uh, money and and Warner's money. But equally, they have other shareholders and they may disagree on how they want to spend the money. Right. Uh, It's it's just it is very complex. And I think people are guilty of kind of dumbing this down a little bit. And also what I would say about Newcastle is I would leave them out of the conversation for now. For now, yeah. Because the way, the way they've spent, you know, Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester City have both been sanctioned for breaching financial fair play. Um, Newcastle have not, not no, stopped by you. right? Yeah, yeah, not so yet, maybe they will, maybe they won't. So, you know, lumping them in there, in some ways it works, some ways it doesn't. We're driven by the search for better. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com gab. Just go to indeed.com gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, enough of Anfield. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gop. More classics! Paris Saint-Germain beat Marseille 1-0 in France's version of the Classico, which, of course, goes all the way back to Uh PSG's founding uh date sometime in the 1970s. Yes, uh there were people walking on the moon before Paris Saint-Germain was Uh even founded. Sorry, right, Uh, Less than 50% possession at home against a side that played the last 20-odd minutes uh, with 10 men. But I guess it doesn't matter when you go on the counter-attack like that. They wanted verticality. They
2: got the verticality. That was one of the, the themes that the manager, Galtier, wanted. To be fair, what I liked about the game, it felt like all times. This was a proper classic where the two, games, the two teams went for it. Marseille played well at times. They, they were a bit unlucky. They were exposed, but because they attacked and they pressed high, and I liked the fact that Tudor and his, teams, his team went for that, and... PSG's front three were were outstanding at times and they were very good and it's another win. I think Marseille have only won one in the last 26 in the Classic, but but they're getting
0: closer. Are are, are the haters wrong to be surprised that Mbappe passed the ball to Neymar for the goal? It's his first assist, by the way, this season. (laughs) Gab Kylian Mbappé says after the game
2: that he never asked to leave Paris Saint-Germain in January and that the day the story came out he was taking a nap and his entourage were watching his little brother play in the, uh, in the youth league I'll share what I think after but first you tell me who you believe Kylian or the whole French and not just the whole French media the whole People in the no media around the world.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go and, uh, again, lift the curtain a little bit. I know people like to say, oh, the media makes things up. No, they don't make stuff like this up. Um, What does happen is, presumably this was shared with a few people, and then others just reported what the original people reported, that whoever leaked this came to. Hmm. Equally, the fact that Paris Saint-Germain didn't deny it. I think also speaks volumes about this, right? Because when you check the story, you pick up the phone. Hey, Paris Saint Germain. Did Killian say this? And they say, "Yes, we're sorry, he said this." Or no, he didn't say. Did you just say, "No comment. We're not commenting." Uh, I'm sorry. I, this is pretty obvious. I don't know. I don't know why he's walking this back. I don't think. it is. No, I mean, it's-
2: it's, he said what he had to say. Really, like in front of what you know, he was always going to. You, like, like there's no going
0: to do what say one thing one day say another no, thing no but I there's say. no
2: point putting fire not on going publicly like yeah i want to leave now i'm not happy and they like you know right. just won the class uh, a, they just want to let me don't.
0: help him let me be his personal pr advisor right if this is if this is what he wants to say he says yeah i said what i had to say but right now i'm a paris saint-germain paper play, yeah, i'm 100 percent focused too. on on paris saint-germain and then i'll be 100 percent focused on france and blah 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 it's all you got to say right? Yeah. all you got to say Tons of twists and turns, but Arsenal get a massive three points away to Leeds and are now four points clear at the top of the Premier League. Jules, this game was delayed because VR wasn't working. I'll bet Arteta is happy they waited to fix it. <laughs> it's very, he said, it's, it was crucial, crucial that VR worked
2: because the ref gave a penalty and a red card to Gabriel right at the end, ninety fourth minute. That was that was not yeah. given by by, by well, after VR intervened. The
0: referee went to, to the screen, saw it, and realized that. It was a wrong call. By the way, uh, Patrick Bamford, one of those cheating foreign players versed in the dark arts, who yeah. goes and tries to get a push and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and winds and pulls. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh,
2: yeah, yeah. No, he's English no, and no. he's you know he's
0: nicely educated.
2: But Arsenal didn't play well, we're not the best team. They, they no. scored a very important goal, and then they were solid. Ramsdale won won that game for them, which is very important because, as we said, they played so many games, they were Bodoglimp in Norway. On Thursday night, they stayed overnight over there. They only came back Friday to go to Leeds. At the, okay, right. This is it,
0: it's, you know. Leeds played. I thought Leeds played really, really, really well. well. I a, also yeah. have a message, by the way, to all the muppets on social and stuff like that who complained. Oh, contempt for the fans. Oh, uh, uh, why do we need VAR to play this game? And like, first of all, this is a tournament. It's a tournament called the Premier League. They have rules. Yeah. One of the rules is that there's VAR there. For and then yeah. afterwards, especially if you're an Arsenal fan, you're pretty damn happy yeah. that they had VAR.
2: Tottenham pulled up alongside City in second place with a 2-0 win over Everton at home. But Gabriel Charlison's injury could be a huge loss for him and for Brazil and for
0: Spurs. A, a massive loss. Obviously, this was his uh, his homecoming uh, to Everton. On the pitch, though, I thought they actually played better once he went off and they had the 3-5-2 with Bissouma. Bissouma won the game for me. We're going to see much more of this. Yeah. I think also because Kuzlusevsky's out, Lucas Moura, just just back and whatever. Uh, it's an alternative. Let's not forget, Bissouma, I thought, in the summer was probably their most important signing, yeah. as much as Richarlison anyway, and um, and it's just Conte integrating him in the team. Doesn't hurt to have another way to play. Manchester United are held at home by Newcastle as Cristiano Ronaldo gets only his second league start of the season and has two goals disallowed yeah. before making way for Marcus Rashford, who misses the winner. Jules, I think Ten Hag was more impressed with United's performance than I was. Yeah, and then
2: I was too. I mean, Cristiano was not happy at all to be taken off. He kept shaking his head. And then at the end, I don't know. Ten Hag is on the touchline. Casemiro comes off, and Casemiro is like, "Get it." And you know, almost like Ten Hag said, "Well, you know, not bad." What do you mean, not bad? I don't. You can they're a good team. They're good. They drew with City. That was at St James's Park, but still this is a game that United should win and should play better, I think, in it. But again, you come on the it, back of a game in the Europa League where he played a very strong team against Omonia. That I really didn't understand why. And then you play another, you play almost the same team against Newcastle on
0: the Sunday. There is zero doubt in my mind that Cristiano would have buried the the header that Rashford Maybe. missed. Equally, some of the Cristiano fans going on about, oh, but he had two goals this way Like, uh, Yeah, yeah but uh, right one of them, lag. he was about... 10 yards offside. The other one, you know, it was sneaky playground stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I've seen Cristiano score enough phenomenal goals and even ordinary goals that I wouldn't have counted that, that as, that's you know, for
2: sure. that's for sure.
0: Napoli is the top in Serie A with a 3 2 win over Bologna,
2: Gab. Victor Oziman come, comes off the bench to score the winner. I
0: think I know what that means. Of course, it means the best is yet. To come! Oh my goodness! I, so he he starts with with Politano and um, and Jack Raspadori makes a change. Here comes Chucky Lozano. Here comes Victor O'Siman. It's one one at halftime. We're playing great. Only got the equalizer just before the break. And boom! They yeah. take it away. They take the lead. Got a bit nervy at the end because um, because dad made a mistake. But then O'Siman, of course, scoring the winner. Um, I don't know. Above him, incredible. only Sky. Oh, incredible. oh, and I even mentioned Kvaraciela, who was man of the match, yeah, yeah, by the yeah. way. But we're used to that by now. Time to show some love to Union Berlin, producer Freddie's favorite yes. team. They beat Borussia Dortmund 2-0 to say stop of the Bundesliga in their own unique and inimitable style. Yeah, incredible You've got some win. numbers on this, yeah? yeah? I know. I mean,
2: I, we tweeted it uh, during a at, at halftime when they were tuning up at halftime <laughs> with 27% of the ball 80 passes. I mean, 80, eight zero 0 passes. It's, 11 shots. I mean, I was like, wow. And the xG was 1.5 or something. I was, it, this using, is incredible. You
0: want to talk about efficiency? I think they had 16 shots at the end of the game with 23% possession. Incredible. I mean, masterpiece. Well done to them. Talk Doorman about had some chances late on. Yeah. This is a game where they could have used saves. Anthony Modest.
2: Yeah, and also don't want uh, a Kobe in goal. I mean, you don't make mistakes like that. Chelsea beat Aston Villa 2-0 as Graham Potter mixes things up with Raheem Sterling play, playing as a right wing-back in Reese Re- James's absence while Kepa gets the start and makes some big save. Gab, your
0: thoughts? My thoughts is that Raheem Sterling should refuse to play no, back ever again after man. being nutmegged by Ashley Young. Yeah. I think that on its own, yeah. like, it's obviously not as well. Maybe you can adapt to it. Reese James being out is obviously a big loss. I'm glad he went with somebody more attacking than going like, oh, let's put Aspi, Spilicueta there. Let's put Dave out there. Uh, no. Um, I'd rather you put Loftus-Cheek there, but obviously they had other guys out, so maybe they couldn't do that. He's experimenting. He's trying yeah. to find his lineup. I don't have an issue with that. The, the, he's given the concepts. I just don't think these pieces fit together very That's well. Been, I, I mean, Villa gifted they them was two goals. Better. They, they, was, they, was better. they Bayern beat up Freiburg 5-0 to restore some sense of normality to the Bundesliga table. Jules, you like Leroy Sané playing through the middle? Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, they were outstanding. Five different goal scorers for the five goals. They've scored 53
2: goals now in 16 games this season. 53. That's 3.3 goals per game. I mean, you could say Robert Hu. Um, they were great. they back to their best. Uh, and Freiburg, to be fair,
0: were, were quite naive But
2: and If you early.
0: play Sané through the middle, right, do you, who do, you, do you play Mane at center forward? Where do you put my man Thomas Muller? Or Thomas indeed, indeed my other guy, Luciana? yeah. Musiala, maybe,
2: yeah. uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe. But who's playing center forward? Muller? Okay, fine. But then where you put Musiala? I think Mane showed that it's it's not a good position for him either. So it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. Juve desperately needed a win and they got it against Torino in the derby. But Gab, did they look
0: better? And is there a Bonucci controversy growing? So Bonucci was dropped for this game. And you think club captain, Torino, you know, he played Danilo at center back. Uh, There were rumors that are denied that he asked to move on. Like, Bonucci's a club captain. A lot of players are unhappy. I think he just voiced it to uh, Allegri. Uh, We'll see where this goes. Uh, In terms of did they play better, they certainly created better chances. Torino were terrible. But then Juve didn't even have a shot on goal for the first half an hour. In the end, deserving winners. But there's still a long way to go. Atletico Madrid need some full-on gutsy cholismo Whoa, to get it man. done but it's a massive win for them away to Atletico Bilbao Jules this was old school so old school so so Simeone 1.0
2: we say <laughs> uh, and Griezmann are his best really in that kind of system and how deep they played he scored the winner he apologized afterwards as well to the fans and saying like you know uh, I, I hurt you by leaving the way I did blah 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 all of that they're third in the table I don't know if that's and you don't, but with the old school, yeah. maybe. I,
0: or if you, I don't think you can play like that all the time because they could easily have drawn that game. Easily. And Bilbao are a good side yeah, and good they were side. flying and yeah. San Mames was in fuego. And by the way, did you? I loved how uh, Reinildo channeled his inner Diego Godin. A God. little bit of Diego Godin oh, that lives on in every <laughs> Rocky Blanco. In all of us. Nicolo Barella shines and Andre Onana stars
2: as Inter beat Salernitana 2-0. Gab, how important is Barella? And has Inzaghi picked his full-time keeper there now?
0: Barella is the leader of this team now, at this stage. I think we can anoint Barella and Bastoni as the leaders of this team. Still no Brozovic, obviously no Lukaku, um, scored a great goal. Phenomenal again. Yeah. And yes, uh, now it's time to say thank you, Handanovic, and hello, Onana. No more hand up, please. Jules, I think I speak for both of us when I say we're big xavi Alonso fans. Uh, we're marks, in fact, to use wrestling parlance. <laughs> However, maybe that's why it hurts us so much that after conceding three at home to Porto, uh, is Bayer leverkusen side give up five to Eintracht? And yeah. most of the goals coming the same way. Was, Inability to defend the break. Completely,
2: yeah. I mean, being f- exposed. I mean, he started just before the break with like a penalty that then was missed and retaken by Kamada who scored and uh, Kolomorani. I missed the first one. So nothing went there way really into that game. I'm still not sure. I watched them and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if they're going the right way or if they're not going the right way, if they're a bit lost, if he's asking them too much to do with the ball. That
0: defending, though.
2: Exposed. I mean, Incapier, who is, I think, a really good young player, who scored their goal, but was a disaster defensively for pretty much every goal. I'm like, wow, okay.
0: Do do you think maybe, I mean, my theory is that since we know Peter Boss is free now, that maybe Peter Boss put on like a wig, obviously, because he's yeah. Bald yeah, as nice. hell. Uh and is impersonating Chabelons. Nice, nice. No.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gav, how about some love for Atalanta? They beat Sassuolo 2-1 and remain just two points off the top of Serie A. And they have some big players like Toloy, Zapata, and Jim City,
0: who have yet to return from injury. Jim City, which many people thought was just a health club, in fact, is a very yeah. good uh Jeez. defender. Uh I think it's phenomenal. And they're doing it. I've said this before. They're playing very differently from last year. Uh, they're still direct. They're, they're certainly more defensive. Ademola Luckman's given them a real spark, uh, when he's in there. And again, so many of their guys are out. They're integrating more of their young players. Um, you know, their homegrown players, obviously a tremendous uh, youth academy, not just. Scalvini has got everybody excited, but others as well. So, oh, they're onto something good, and they're not going to go away. And they have no midweek football, which I think really, really matters. them. great do- job by Gasparini. Mason Greenwood, who was arrested in January on suspicion of rape and assault, was rearrested this weekend for allegedly breaching bail conditions. Jules, the story is very ugly.
2: Yeah, really ugly. Gaben on Monday morning, he was charged and appear in court as well for the the attempt of rape. Uh, this is. Ugly, as you said. Crazy. Uh, Like now, you would expect, that thing, the process to go along and he will have a trial and all of that. It's just,
3: yeah, you just just wonder how
2: you got to that point. Lazio are held at home by Udinese and they also lose Giro Immobile to injury gap. They're also making news off the pitch with Matheus Sarri and Iglitare.
0: Yeah, you know how like, sometimes intelligent people, and I think both Sari and Tare are intelligent yeah. people, uh, they don't have filters and they don't have people around them to say, hey, don't say stupid, unhelpful things. <laughs> so Marito Sari comes out afterwards, complains about the pitch, and says, that's it, I'm never managing it to start I mean, the league. The pitch the is bad, though. Ever it was again, because the, the pitch is bad. Uh, it, it was, it's really bad. That's fine. But. Don't come out and say it this way. Yeah, and just you, there's a different way. Don't be, you know, Mister Diva Drama Queen. No, oh, I can't work in these conditions. You know, come on, yeah, man. You're strange. better than that. The other one, Iglitari. All right. Other than displaying a complete absence of any kind of sense of finances when he's complaining that you know other clubs in Serie A like Milan and Juve and Inter are are, are functionally bankrupt because they have large debts, that's not quite how it works. Um, he also came out and he trolled Wells, but. Who's the man with the Europa Conference League tattoo? Jose Mourinho yeah. saying, like, oh, Europa Conference League, that's for losers. I'm like, okay, Tare, you big winner. <laughs> what have you won? <laughs> yeah, I'd I love to see Tare go and say that to Mourinho's face. I'll give him Tare's about three <laughs> they times. They just the drew a home Marito. to Strong Grass in midweek in Europe. I mean, come on. <laughs> our buddy, Peter Boss, second Peter Boss reference yeah. of the show, is no longer in charge of Leon. But even though he was replaced by his polar opposite, Laurent Blanc, not much has changed. No, they lost Aren 3 2. Three goals scored by former Lyon
2: players as well, Guiri and Terrier. And, and Blanc said, I loved everything about today, well, apart from the result. Well, yeah, thank you. Apart from the result, I mean, they try to play, they still can't defend. There's loads of work to do. I'm still not sure he can deliver, but we'll have to see. Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, Gab, who own Newcastle United, are rumored to be considering a stake in the broadcaster Bein Sports. Why is this relevant to our football
0: show? Well, it's relevant because B and Sport, as you know, are a yeah. major, major broadcaster. They pump a ton of money into the game. Um I, don't, I haven't looked at their accounts. I was assuming they make a ton of losses every year, giving yeah. amount of money to throw around. It's relevant because the chairman of B in Sport is Nasser Al Khalifi, who wears different hats, including he's also the president of the club whose shirt you're wearing, Paris yeah. Saint Germain, and of Elvis course, president yeah. of the European Clubs Association. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if they acquire B in Sport. Do they also acquire Nasser Al Khalifi as well? Maybe. then go work question. for them. Yeah. Um, Smart money is that there are other funds and the Qataris would rather not sell the public investment fund for obvious reasons. Um, But it is a reminder of BN Sport came onto the scene, changed so many things, expanded so quickly. And now things may be going in a different Mm. in a different direction. It's also funny that, of course, Saudi Arabia had banned BN Sport just a couple years ago in the country. We're stealing their uh, satellite signal. Ensign Cavani scores his first goals of 2022 as Valencia are held at home by Elche 2-2. Jules, he only lasted 45 minutes, but yeah. you must be delighted nonetheless.
2: He's delighted, absolutely. Again, I'm gonna do the celebration. Uh I mean we love him in our house, to be fair. By the way, uh, that celebration, he stole that from Andy van der No, i let's know. to be clear still, on that. I'm okay? just saying there that. There is only he one archer it. and it's yeah, Andy yeah, van der Yeah, But van that's Mijel. how he celebrates his goal now, whether he his it or not. I know. Right. Give like, credit to the original, yeah, Andy true, van der true, Uh and yeah, fitness wise, I think there will be issues and there will be problems, and I don't think he can play every three days, etc. etc. But to see him at that level and the assist that he gave in the previous game. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. he the looks Atl-
0: like clean-shaven Jesus, doesn't I he? No, he's so lovely.
2: The <laughs> Athletic reports that the Premier League is mulling a 16 preseason tournament in where well, else? The United States next
0: summer. What do you think? So this would be, uh, the, the, I think, the, the format they were talking about. You know, you you have uh, a round robin of, uh, of you know, two, three team groups, and then maybe a final. Uh, it's a money spinner and so on. I think there's a lot of hoops to jump through because a lot of clubs might say, "Well, you know what." Screw this! I'm going on tour in Asia where I'm making more money, yeah. or I'm going to organize my own independent tour of the U.S. You know what kind of prestige are you going to give me to, you know? Because the Premier League had this thing called the Asia Cup in the past, which was like this this uh, smaller, yeah, shorter tournament. A, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, they need to get permission from the U.S. Soccer Federation, from UEFA, from from CONCACAF. I think there's still a lot of hoops to jump through here. Sevilla win 1-0 away to Mallorca, Jules. It's the first win for Jorge Sampaoli and only Sevilla's second win in all competitions this season. But we already see a spark there, don't we? Well, we
2: see them better structured, that's for sure. Better organized, I think. Uh, More balanced, I would say. I'm not sure if it's a spark because I don't think they've got really the players to, to play more expensive football and nicer football. But certainly they're there. They're harder to break down. They're harder to beat. They're harder to score against. And and they win, finally. And I think that's what he needed because there's been draws in the Champions League in La Liga last week as well. But now with that, I guess the momentum is gathering. So Monch is going
0: to be very busy in January. Yeah, he should be.
2: Voront Wanderers have opened talks with Nuno Esperito Santo. Remember him? 17 months after they psyched him. How do you see the negotiations going? I mean, please tell me it's not true. Like uh, They can't go with him again.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm more interested in the fact that you know, media report this with a straight face. Oh, they're negotiating, like they're, they're negotiating with, you know, the, right. the, the, the Billy Idol song, like Dancing With Myself uh, comes up uh, well, uh, Why we go through this. Just uh, Uncle George and Uncle George, really. I, it's Uncle George with Uncle George, right? <laughs> and if Nuno wants the job, he tells Uncle George, hey, Uncle George, I want this, and Uncle George decides. It's not, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did this whole thing as a charade. I don't, I don't like it. I think it should have been dealt with a long time ago. Uh, whatever, I'm not sure he's going to help them either stay up. No. Another week, another case of games being delayed become, because somebody decides the goals are the wrong size. I find this story unbelievable. <laughs> too. I don't know why it's happening now in 2022. I've never heard of this until, uh, until yeah, recently. Last three games. I, 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 we, we, we had Wigan last week, Hull City against Birmingham City, uh, the, the Super women, League with yeah. Arsenal. Um, why is it so hard to get something so basic? No, but so my well? question is,
2: surely the goal have always been too big then. It's not just for this game that they went and picked a, 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 like, do you say a pair of goal No, like a, a goal. Well,
0: no. It I must mean, have
2: always been this one that he, in that stadium at Hull City. It's not like they're made of the wooden goalposts so they grow
0: because of so the water. So
2: it's always been wrong then. Or it's maybe well, the way they fit it. It's not the way they fit it because they had to cut it at the bottom. So that goal always was too high. I, so uh, no one realized before. And who realized this time, by the way? Was the linesman who went in and said, like, hang on, this is two inches too high? Ooh.
0: I, like Also, amazing. every time, when you see before the game, right, you always see the referee and the linesman walking around, they touch the crossbar, Yeah, they, they're they supposed to they check the nets. What the hell are you checking? Know, man. Like, seriously. It's incredible. It's incredible.
2: After eight years in charge, Maceo Gallardo has announced that he will leave River Plate when his contract expires at the end of the, the season, so at the end of the year, the calendar year. Yeah, Pep Guardiola is a big fan, and I feel like he's been linked with top European jobs for the last few years.
0: Yes, by the way, he would probably say he's Cachardo, yeah, Cachardo Marcelo yeah, Cachardo. Won um, everything with River. Won everything with River, greatest ever coach, been there since 2014. I feel like every year he's been linked. Yeah. I, I remember, in fact, after he was being been in the job six months, Somebody at the club in the in the championship reached out to me and says, "Oh, we really like Achardo. Like, who's his agent? How can we contact him? Blah blah blah." Right? I mean, I, we know he's good. We know he looks good. Yeah, he's always kind of footsied around. Obviously, he's got he's got a past at uh, Paris Saint Germain yeah. and yeah. Monaco. Uh, he's forty six now. You know, if because you yeah. want to move, but he's also been linked with moves to Mexico. Yeah. He's been linked with moves to MLS. MLS yeah, uh, he's been linked with national team jobs. I, we like, have a love. I like the fact that there's somebody so hyped that is kind of taking his own time, doing his own thing, yeah. not jumping on the big European bandwagon just because. Good for him. Uh, before we move on to the next quick hit, I do want to issue a small correction, which was flagged up by a listener last week on the show. Um, I said that, uh, the IRA was the, uh, uh military wing, uh, sorry, I said the IRA is the military wing of Sinn Fein. I meant to say was what? the military wing, reportedly, obviously, of Sinn Fein. Apologies for, uh, the confusion. Jules, you know I couldn't care less about this, but Kareem Benzema will win the Ballon yes. d'Or in a few hours. Yes. Don't do it because you only, you're only allowed one per show. I did one. Kareem the
2: Dream that's enough. I He deserves it. Incredible year. Calendar year now, of course. What a player. And I know, you don't, I know you don't care. A lot of people don't care, which is fine. It's fine. I mean, I do care, but it's fine. But this was his dream, being a kid. And I love that. Whatever your dream is when you're a kid, whether he's winning the Ballon d'Or, working with Gab Marcotti, having your own choice, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But when you finally realize it you both got to realize your dreams there you go
0: Well done. funny that that's his dream and not winning the World Cup but I guess it might be another dream (laughs) Chelsea
2: play Manchester United on Saturday and United players have returned some of the ticket allocation to
0: the club why Gab? I think we can give some praise to Manchester United's players. So basically, uh, when they go away from home, uh, each player, uh, I think it's the, play, the traveling squad get, yeah. they get two, uh, the two tickets to give to family and, and friends. I think they can buy more in some situations. In this case, since United have had their away, the, their away ticket allocation cut because it's considered a high-risk match because it's late on Saturday. I don't, know. don't ask me about the yeah. place. I don't get it. Um, they said, hey, guys. We'd rather have more fans there. Not that our family members aren't fans, but, you know, maybe proper Match going yeah. fans um, might make more noise and give us more support. And so uh, many of them have given their good tickets back, which I yeah. think is, uh, is a good gesture it is a value for, a for guess, the fans. For sure. Jules, that brings us to an end. Oh, well, we got to come back on Thursday, do this all over yeah, again, right? Need a week midweek roundup for my league. Big, yes. big midweek coming up. Not and Arsenal, funny enough, nope. but, but plenty other stuff to get stuck into. Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love
3: yourself. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com gab. Just go to indeed.com gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.